Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about why you should create a brand guide. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're getting straight to the point about why you should create a brand guide. You know, one of the things I think we find as church communicators is that we are a lot like an air traffic controller. We are consistently seeing things leave and take off all the time. We're getting requests in to do work, and then we're seeing our work leave and go out the door. And with that means you see everything that goes on inside the church. And sometimes it's some really great stuff you get to see. And then sometimes you see stuff and you think, gosh, that's really bad. And because of that, we have this need to kind of want to control everything because we feel that if it's representing the church, it's representing us, it's representing the work we do. And so we have this tension that kind of just starts to bubble up inside of us when a ministry puts together a flyer and you see it on the, in the hallways or you see it in the pew and you kind of go we didn't create that. The ministry created that. That's not on brand. And you, you start to ask yourself, what am I supposed to do? Do I slap their hand and say, don't ever do that again? Do I just let it go? How do I kind of control all of the things that are going on around me? How do I kind of bring it all in? So these issues that you're having here are very commonplace for us as church communicators, but there's one thing you can do to kind of help corral this, help solve that. And that is creating a brand guide. Because when you think about it, the main issues you're really dealing with are typically people not choosing the right colors, the right font. Maybe they're writing things in the wrong voice. That's not how you talk, how you refer to things. Maybe they're using the logo incorrectly. You're really kind of dealing with some low-level tactical things that people really quite don't understand. And so a brand guide is one way of pulling all that together. Really, at the end of the day, a brand guide is just a visual guidebook for how you talk about and how you portray the church how do you portray your church? How do you make your church known to the public? What is the public-facing uh, features of it? What does that look like and feel like and taste like, if you will? That's what a good brand guide does. It kind of pulls all that together. It's a visual reference for all those things that are going on. And in that in that book, here's some of the things you want to create. In the guidebook, the brand guide, if you will, you want to create things like how logos are being used. What language is being used when you talk about the church? What are things that you say that you, you which, what are the things that you should say and what are the things you don't say? Sometimes there are certain languages, different words that you're allowed to use because of your denomination, how you, you know, baptism, how you do communion, all that kind of stuff. How is all that kind of laid out for people who may not come from you know, your denomination or your, your particular faith in terms of some of those things, how's that laid out for them in a way that easy to understand if you got what they do and what they don't do. So it also contains stuff like basic punctuation stuff. Like how do you abbreviate things? Um, how do you write times and dates? What's the proper format for how you all handle this type of things? It also contains stuff like what version of the Bible do you use? What is the version of the Bible that is accepted as a church? Is it NIV, ESV, CSB? What's the official version of the a Bible that you all use? So when they're creating posters, when they're creating social media images, everybody's on the same page. What are the official colors of the church. You know, for example, somebody wants to order a t-shirt. Great. They've got the logo, but the printer's asking, so what are the actual 
PMS colors for these logos. So you need to be able to tell them what the actual logo colors are. So you want to pull together, make sure you have a list of, a, these are our approved colors. Here's what we do. Here's what we don't do. Uh, you also have a list of outside vendors for projects. So you say, these are the list of approved vendors. If you're going to get t-shirts, mugs, if you're going to do something that doesn't come through our office, but you want to get these things done, here's a list of approved people. We have already said, these are people, they do the work well, they know our brand and you can use them. And then of course, the last thing it probably, the, the visual, the brand guidebook should do is it also should lay out how they're supposed to work with your team. There should be workflows in there of saying, when you want to work with our team, here's the process, do these things and you'll get back what you're looking for in regards to communicating for your ministry or for the church as a whole. So here's our process. Step one, fill out a form, maybe step two, maybe we have a meeting, but you kind of list that whole process out. Again, what you're doing is you're kind of creating this visual guidebook. So people kind of know what the lay of the land is, what the rules are. This is really impactful, by the way, for when you're bringing on new staff, you get a new minister in a new administrative assistant, and they've got a whole bunch of ideas of things they want to do. This is a really good way of saying, hey, let me walk you through this guidebook because I don't help you kind of know some of the parameters and kind of some of the do's and don'ts. So it kind of helps corral in a lot of the energy that's really being brought in when you get somebody new and on board. The second thing what it allows you to do is it allows, it allows you to not play the bad guy all the time. Sometimes our role is we end up playing the bad guy a lot. We do a lot of, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. You can't touch that. Don't put that over here. And and we feel like all we do is say no all the time. Well, when you have a brand guide, you can let kind of the brand guide kind of be the bad guy. And you're just the person who's just enforcing the brand guide. You're just saying, hey, look, I hear you. I know you want to do X, Y, and Z, but this is what's in the brand guide. So let's figure out a solution that we can work off of that still honors what we currently have written in stone here in this guide. So it allows you to take a little bit of the pressure off of you of being the, the bad guy. And it also lets people know you're not being arbitrary. You're not just randomly just grabbing and making up rules as you go along. This is actually something that's solidified. This is in a document that's clear for everybody to be able to use and see how things are being done. Now, when you create this brand guide, one of the things you want to make sure that you do is you want to create an online version of this. You know, it's one thing to create like a nice print version by which you can turn around and just give up people a nice bound copy of it. And that may look nice, but the reality is this is going to be an evolving document. So I suggest you create like a Google, Google doc where you can break it up into chapters and in Google docs. And I think you do the whole thing inside of there. So you just send somebody a link to say, Hey, here's our brand guide. And as you encounter new issues, which you're going to do, you then uh, add that to the brand guide, add that to add new ministry logos there, add, add all those new things that come along as you evolve, as you change. So it becomes a, a living document, but at the same time, it's a document that you can refer back to. And again, it's super easy if it's if it's digital, because you can shoot somebody a link and say, hey, I'm referencing this point right here in the document. You know, if you got any questions, please let me know. But I tell you, I would tell you, don't create something in print actually create a Google Doc, something that's online for them to be able to read and quickly peruse through and kind of get the answer. They can even search it and figure out the answer for whatever they're looking for in regards to how you as a church treat your brand. So that's what should be in a brand guide. And I said, you know, I think the reason why you want to do it is you want to help manage all that tension, all that stuff that goes on inside of your church. You know, I know it's a lot coming in day in and day out. As I said before, you are an air traffic controller, so you see everything. And this is just one way of pulling all that together and giving yourself a little more peace of mind when it comes to your work that you do for the church. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Get Practical. Really appreciate it. If you do us a huge favor, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes, we would love that. And you can also subscribe as well. We would love that too. Until next week, you guys take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.